Welcome to Therapy with Millennials, a podcast where we take our late night talks, aka our own therapy sessions, and put them on record for you to hear. We take a looser definition of therapy, so if you need to seek professional help, please do so. Our main goal is that in sharing our stories, you will relieve some of your tension and you will relate to us. So join us on this journey. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners find us and join this listenership. And it helps us know how to get better. So please talk back to us. Hello and welcome to Therapy with Millennials. I am one of your hosts, Malia, and I'm joined as always by my co-host and one of my best friends, Brittany Payne. How you doing, Brittany? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm a little tired, but it's another break time for me this summer, so I'm going to try and get some good rest. So guys, you have made it three seasons with us, and today is actually our finale of season three, but our finale, and we decided to let go of the reins, somewhat against our better judgment, and trust our friends to run this episode. So so we have one of our friends who is going to be leading this episode. You met her, I think, a couple of episodes ago. Krista is going to be leading. Let's bring him on to the episode, and we're going to turn over the reins. Krista, you guys are in charge, so let's do this thing. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the season finale episode of the Therapy with Millennials podcast. My name is Krista. Others have called me beautiful, and I have the honor of of being your guest for uh, tonight's episode. Today's guests are none other than the hardworking air quotes and incredible host duo of this show, Malia and Brittany. First of all, how does, how does it feel to be on the other end of this podcast today? Uh, with you specifically as our host? <laughs> In general, please. In Exc- general. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It's a little nerve-wracking because I literally have planned nothing. So we'll see how this goes. It's an everyday thing for me. There was prayer had before this podcast, so we'll see how the spirit leads us. Anywho, my question is just really just started right into the podcast. So question number one, what inspired you to start a podcast? For me personally, I had been wanting to do a history podcast for a long time. <laughs> Boring. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I have been wanting to do a history podcast for a while, but never could find my niche, I guess, or what I wanted to do with it besides talk about history. And that was way too general. Literally in true Britney fashion, suddenly Malia and I had been like really just hanging out a lot and having like deep talks and driving around at night and just having these conversations that I felt like I wanted to share with other people. So I asked Malia, do you want to start a podcast? (laughs) In true Britney fashion, just like suddenly like, oh, let's do this. And then I don't think we talked about it too long, but then my memory is never super great. For me, it was just like, I've been planning my own personal one. And then I thought, I don't really have anything to say on my own right now. I would love to do it with someone. Why not Malia, who I've been talking with a lot recently, and we've bonded over this personality types stuff. So yeah, I was like, let's do this. And she was like, okay. What was I thinking? It was so much bigger than I thought it was. So yeah, we were having these conversations in the car. These It's kind of bringing me back to our first episode. You just kind of 
we're talking about this history podcast and I was buying into it. I'm like, okay, you could design the little girl like this and add the episode like this. And this is how you could niche yourself a little bit, all this other stuff. So just hearing her talk about podcasting made me kind of interested in the production side of podcasting and a little bit into social media. When she, spare the moment, decided that she didn't want to do the history one by herself and she wanted to do our conversations that we have in the car on a podcast, I thought, why not? There's not a lot of diversity. I mean, that's that's something that a lot of people are looking for. And for those of you who are just now finding us, uh, Brittany is white and I am black. We're both Christian. So I feel like we have a pretty good niche mentality. I thought that, you know, why not? Why not try it? See if it works. See if it is beneficial to other people. We kind of went from there. I was in charge of social media and content and Brittany was in charge of editing and we kind of went towards our jobs. And as the podcast grew and as we changed and our schedules changed, our jobs kind of changed. But I really enjoyed a lot of the production. The production part was really fun for me. Great answer, Malia and Brittany. (laughs) Brittany, you talked about initially this podcast was something that you'd been thinking about for a while. You're talking about starting a history podcast, which I remember, actually. I wanted to make intro music from scratch for that history podcast. And uh, yeah, still working on that. Anyway. On a podcast with two sevens. Right. Will it ever get done? (laughs) (laughs) When you mentioned like you wanted to start this history podcast and then you were talking to Malia about starting the history podcast and then suddenly you have this brand new theme out of nowhere, therapy with millennials. So talk about how this new theme came about. So like I said, we had been kind of just having drives together. I don't remember where initially it started, but so I was living away at the time, like 30 minutes away from work. So I stayed in town a lot after work for some reason or another to get work done or to do something else. And so a lot of times, because Malia was close to where my work was, her and I would hang out and then we'd take drives and started having these talks. And then I got very interested. I've always been interested in personality types. I suddenly got into, I had known about the MBTI, but then I got into Enneagram. And Malia, who's psychology counseling person, was already, this was already an interest of her. So she was kind of, she was also interested that I was interested in it. It was something we could talk about together and kind of hash out. I just started thinking like, I mean, I guess when you initially think is like, why do my conversations in a car with a friend matter to anyone? What's the point of like showing that or giving that to the world? I thought that her and I tend to, we're very good at listening to each other and then giving each other practical advice, but also knowing when not to give advice when someone doesn't need the advice, but just wants you to listen, her more so than me, but more just very observant. And I thought that maybe people hearing our stories and if just someone, just one person was my thought, just one person could relate to something that we were saying and it kind of helped them. I was also going through a lot of mental stuff in the past two, three years. And so I kind of wanted to air that out, but also thought if someone else could relate to it or if airing it out to other people that I can't even see, kind of like a freeing moment um, would be nice. And I would feel like I had achieved something. 
how did you want this podcast to help? Like when, what, what kind of help do you, did you think that this podcast could bring to someone? Can I go on a small tangent about that? No, you cannot. <laughs> Back to Brittany. <laughs> I am your leader today. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Go ahead. How, how small is this tangent, Malia? Are you going to take us down like the yellow brick road or? All I was really going to say is that I think that we also need to acknowledge what time we started this podcast. So we started this podcast, I don't know if it was six months or a year before COVID came over to the States. And so I don't know if Brittany was noticing this this part as much as I was, but I was just starting to be in a lot of new relationships where people were starting to feel really lonely and talk about talk to me about how they didn't have any good friends or people who they felt like they could really bear their heart to and feel very safe about doing so and then COVID hit and we all had to quarantine not just from people we didn't know and love but from people we did know and love I remember when we started this I was thinking of this as being something for people who were lonely and to maybe to see what a good friendship should look like like not that we're perfect not that we're gonna always agree not that we're oftentimes going to argue, but like those are the different parts of friendship. You have to have space for the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, for honesty to be in the middle of that friendship. And for me and Brittany, because we're Christian, also to have God in the center really does matter. And so we kind of got to live out COVID together and also in a somewhat public way. For me, I feel like we really got to kind of mentor people, at least our listeners, through COVID. And that's an interesting thing to think about for me. Go ahead, Brittany. What was your question? I don't even know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How I thought Malia kind of answered it at the end, though. Mentoring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of showing people what a good friendship looks like and describing, like, not just our friendship with each other, but we talked about our whole group friendship. And how we operate within our friendship. And just I felt like, you know, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. But I still feel like we are good, kind, caring people that have something that other people could take some example from. Maybe. But also, yeah, during it was also COVID timing. So I felt like maybe we could just be a space for people to. I mean, we were listening, we were also listening to a lot of podcasts ourselves then. Thought maybe we could be just a healing place for people to, to chill out and just listen to two girls go back and forth about their lives. So after you posted your very first episode, what was your, what was your feeling? How did it feel to finally press, what is it, upload on Spotify or? Something like that, scheduled post. How did it feel when your first episode finally came out? Well, yeah, you go. It's the weirdest combination of, wow, we did it. And oh my God, I sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question number two, how do you deal with hearing your own voice? For me, I've gone through different stages of having to listen to my own voice. People who have followed the podcast for a while, I have been in a chorus in college. I was in chorus in high school. I have done speeches before in college. And then I am now on a praise team at my church. So I've had to learn to listen to my own voice in different stages as I've matured and gone through puberty and all this other stuff. 
it's always weird initially, but then you kind of get to this. For me, I got to this weird situation of acceptance, looking at the audio and realizing, oh, that's where I said, um, or like, or these other things, or wow, I really have to accept my laugh or change it if I really don't like it. Just accepting those little things about myself, especially because this is a completely auditory podcast. We don't do any video. So all you're getting is my voice a lot of times, unless you follow our Instagram page. Accepting all of who I am was very important and kind of being in charge initially of a lot of the content. Of course, I was asking Brittany, you know, do you hate this? Do you not hate this? Being in charge of a lot of the content and production, watching something that I had initially had on paper come to life was very exciting. I enjoyed that a lot. For me, hearing my voice wasn't weird. I don't know if it's because of presentations, a lot doing a lot of presentations in the past. And then I had just joined, I had been at the job I'm at now for about a year, I think. And I had done some videos and stuff and was kind of just used to hearing my voice at that point. Of course, I wasn't used to the ums and the likes and everything. And the main thing I remember feeling from that is, why? Why am I the editor? And now I have to deal with this. So like the first few episodes was myself and Malia just being like, think about it before you say it. Let's not say um, let's not say like. That was the hard part. And a little bit of like, what did I get myself into editing wise? But then otherwise, it was just felt fun. I was excited. I didn't think we would get anyone more than like family or friends. And turns out like they're the ones that listen to it the least. <laughs> Present company excluded, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one, one a really surprising thing for me, too. I didn't think I was under no illusion that like 50 percent of the people that I really knew would follow and listen to it. But the friends that did end up listening to the podcast were a lot of the people I didn't assume would listen to the podcast. So that part was interesting. And then also being friends with strangers and also other podcasters that started following us and kind of were like, if you ever need anything, let us know. We'd like to help you. You know, you guys help us. Let's take care of each other. That part was really cool. I think another part of it to be a little bit more, not more honest, but just more candid was also learning to take criticism me and Brittany take criticism in very different ways. And so I think that me understanding that in some ways I would have to protect Brittany from some of the things that we were hearing was kind of interesting for me because I, I hadn't been in that position where I really felt like I ever had to protect her from news or information. So that part was kind of interesting. Okay. So the question was... <laughs> How did you feel after posting your first episode? Yeah, I should remind you, Malia goes off on tangents. So if we could just if we could just circle back to that we, question. No, but after we posted our first episode, we got a lot of commentary, and a lot of it wasn't good. A lot of oh, it was okay. the likes and the ums, and wow, you laughed so loud. The and sound. Yes, on behalf of the listenership, we struggled as well <laughs> with the sound <laughs> editing. <laughs> Uh, a, a lot of uh, my poor car speakers will, will they'll be sending you the bill here very soon <laughs> yeah uh, my people will talk to your people 
being okay with that and that we uh, hear and listen to criticism differently was interesting for me. For me, I don't, I don't really care. Like if someone tells me something, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll fix that. Or that's not something I can fix. Thank you for the information. Brittany is, I think, more sensitive than I am. Would you agree? Yeah, in the beginning. Learning how to take criticism about what was kind of like our work child was a learning process for us. So what were some of the other obstacles you faced when starting like your podcast, but also in general, in starting this podcast, what are some things that you realized about starting a podcast that you didn't know beforehand? And then how did you overcome those obstacles as well? Like we've talked about multiple times, just talking about our personalities on this thing. I'm not a a plan through kind of person. I'm not a right. Right. I'm a I'm a oh let's make a podcast and then we'll make a podcast <laughs> and then I'll edit it however I think is possible. you know, I'm not like I didn't research a whole lot and <laughs> I didn't. So the, that's why, you know, those first episodes and even now they're I know they're not great. But I did learn some. <laughs> Specifically, the editing portion, that was definitely rough and tough and still is. It got easier. But the main thing I would say is that uh, it's very much like when you're in college or thinking about even in your future life with your friend, rooming with a friend or working the same job with a friend, going into business with a friend something you should probably put a little bit more thought into. Right. Malia and I, because our friendship is solid, we aren't ending this with a, we're done. <laughs> we're never seeing each I other again. I want a divorce. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we definitely had a lot of rough patches because we work in different ways. We have different ways of doing things. We have different opinions about things. We struggled in it's part of the reason that we are ending this where we are. And we've already talked about that some, but that, I think that was the biggest one was just learning how to learning how to work with each other and not like hate each other at the end of the day, basically. Our work styles are, are very different partially because I work for myself. I'm self-employed. I'm kind of like, think of it like contracting job and I, teach online and so I think of work very differently and Brittany works for a nonprofit, so she thinks of work very differently so I noticed probably into our second season that we were ebbing and flowing with work but not together and that was one thing that I really was studying around that time about production and podcasting is you know when you have a business partner you need to ebb and flow. You're changing. You need to have space for those changes. But when you ebb and flow, you need to ebb and flow together. And I think that was one thing that started making it kind of clear to me that this podcast would not last forever, forever, is that when we would ebb and flow, it would be at totally different times. And a lot of times our reaction would be kind of against each other. So we'd be kind of when I wasn't doing well, she'd be pulling me. And when she wasn't doing well, I'd be pulling her. And it was not ebbing and flowing the way it should have been. And then I think another part of well, it. When you talk about that, it sounds like almost like a marriage, you know, like in a marriage, you love one another. But a lot of times you don't necessarily 
love one another at the same time and with the same degree, you know, and you might have passion. I think passion is actually probably a better example because if you go with what love should be, then it is always there, but you know, love is patient, but you're not always patient, you know, type of thing. And then sometimes you are like, sometimes you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm really not been patient lately. Let me really work on this. And then your significant other is just like over here working on, I don't know, long suffering or something random. And it just feels like, you know, why aren't you more patient with me? And like, why aren't you more long suffering? But I just think that like in any relationship, that's really interesting that you, you do ebb and flow and in relationships, like no matter what they are, like business, friendships, and uh, romances, etc. So like when you did notice that you guys were like off beat, basically, what did you do to get back on the same page or get back on the same rhythm? For me, I started asking really blunt questions like, do you still want to do this anymore? And at that point, it was the answer was still yes. I also asked questions like, do we need to change our jobs? Do we need to change what our budget budget is? Do we, uh, this was like shortly, I think this was shortly before Brittany started grad school and we had talked about hiring an editor at the time. So there was a, uh, there started to be more conversation about, because when we first started, we, we started with nothing, like no money, no real plan, just like, oh, let's start a podcast. Yay. So after our first season, it was more of like a plan of like, okay, let's plan this out at least three months ahead of time. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? How much is this going to cost us? Stuff like that. During that time, I kind of started asking questions like, if we have to pay for something extra, like, is it worth our, our sanity? I don't mind chipping in extra work during one season, like say during the summer when I have more time, but during the fall and spring, I'm too busy. So we might need to hire people out for that. And how much am I willing to pay for that? Like real discussions about money. Brittany, help me. I didn't care about money. So <laughs> <laughs> I was very much like, oh, this has gotten serious all of a sudden. Oh, we're talking about paying for things or getting money from the podcast. When, like I said, I was just, oh, let's start a podcast. I had no thoughts in my head about money or all of that. So when that came down, I think for me, it started thinking like it became serious, quotation, serious. Um, that was already serious to me, but this time was more like, oh, this is a job. And once it becomes a job in my head, it's no longer fun for a while because I already had a job. And so I didn't want this to be a job. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's when things started to... And so we had to, when things started to drop a little bit, and so then Malia started asking me these questions, and those questions usually don't resonate, like, are, are hard for me to answer because it's serious stuff or it's, you know, dealing with feelings or not feelings, but, like, just serious things that I don't want to deal with. So I wasn't good at, like, responding back to that, really, or just being like, yes, I want to do it, but, like, I don't care about this or... So finally, I think actually once we decided to like, I know when we decided on a big break was a good time for us. We've had two bigger, two big ish breaks with the podcast. Those were good times for me at least. So when we were able, I was able to kind of like talk with Malia and be like, we, I need a break and kind of voice my own opinion 
was how I started to going back, I think to your question, when you were talking about like, how did you deal with those ebbs and flows kind of thing? I started being more vocal about what I wanted. Cause I don't, I wasn't doing that in work. I wasn't doing that in my personal life. And finally I was like starting to take charge a little bit. And that's due to this podcast, other things going on at work, people giving me advice, going to therapy, all of this stuff. I was finally starting to take charge and like give my opinion on things. And I was just firm on, I need a break. So that was my point of being, that was kind of my, like how I dealt with the ebbs and flows that we were having. It's like, I, right now I just need time. So basically it was, you were out of rhythm and you got back into rhythm by having these conversations behind the scenes, like real friends, like you weren't just business partners all the time, mm-hmm. you know, but having a real conversation with each other and then speaking up for your voice or for yourselves and just voicing your thoughts and trusting that the other person could handle it as right. well. And then, you know, utilizing breaks, which is good, just good for, for everything and everyone, you know? Yeah. I remember a while, a long time ago, I always had this dream growing up of being in a um, a rock band. I was going to front line uh, or yeah, main stage at Warp Tour. I was going to have 20,000 adoring fans. And then uh, I remember seeing this article about what it is like to be in a band. And one of the, I don't know who it was from, but one of the people mentioned that one of the hardest things that they struggled with was when they are making music, being able to speak up and say, like, I don't like this song. And I just remember thinking, like, <gasps> like you could be in a band, which for me, I just had, like, this fantastical view of being in a band. You know, like, you, you're with your best friends, and, like, you're just jiving, and everything is groovy. You're just striving towards the same goal, and and you want the same things. And, you know, you're bas- you're not only making music, but your life is, like, a music video. And the reality is so not like that. In reality, the closer you are with someone, the more likely you are to have deeper risks because you can have superficial risks with people you don't really know. But the deep ones comes with people who really know you and et cetera, et cetera. I just remember thinking like, oh, wow, if I'm ever in that band, if this dream comes true, I have to be someone who's able to say, I don't like this song. And stand up for that, even when everybody else in the band really loves the song. And also know that my band members won't be like, wow, you're not as, as invested in this band or in this in this music because you don't like this song. You know, that, that your opinion counts. And that just goes for so many things in life, you know, and with this podcast especially. A lot of people right now are trying to start podcasts and do different things, and especially with their friends. There's so many people doing things with friends online now. I just feel like we just need more examples of people who are in these friendships and talking about what really goes on. Like, this is your friend, but now it's also your business partner. And that's a weird stage to be in um, for anybody, and especially if you're a young person. So the reality is that you do have to take time away from whatever you're working on and give it to, you know, yourselves personally and then yourselves as friends and then yourselves as business partners. What was your what was your comment, Malia? Go ahead. This is technically still your podcast, so you can say what you want. <laughs> technically. Go for it. I was just going to agree with you about you have to have space for your bandmates to hate your songs. I remember <laughs> in the beginning, I was not very gracious about that because I, I created the content. And so I, I used to take it really personally 
when it either wouldn't do well online or if Brittany would tell me afterwards, yeah, I really didn't like that. It's like, okay, okay, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. <laughs> and not take it personally and just ask better questions. Like, did you hate the entire topic? Did you hate the entire series? Was it just like how you felt when we did the series? Like asking better questions and being okay and not taking it personally when it's like, I didn't hate like this series. I didn't like this episode. It's not, I don't like you. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't like this. Because even me looking back on like season one, there's parts that I think are really cute. And I listen to it. I'm like, oh, look at those two guys trying to do something. But I also cringe. And I'm like, why did you put that online for the world to hear? (laughs) And so me knowing at the time that I was like so proud of it and I thought it was so cool at the time and I had put I thought a lot of effort into something just realizing that you change you get better and you learn to ask better questions I think that if you if you summed up our entire podcast as you go from season to season we ask better questions of ourselves and we ask better questions of each other and we ask better questions of the podcast itself the listenership about what are what questions are you asking yourself to make yourself a better person? So when you first start started this podcast, as you said earlier, you thought it was going to be like this family and friend affair where just your own, just your close friends and your and your family members would be listening to the podcast. But soon found out that you actually had listeners from around the states, even around the world, and then you were able to interact with them thanks to social media and comment sections and whatnot. So what was your most memorable fan moment? For me, it was the very, I think it was the very beginning, Malia, like after two episodes, um, technically, technically not a friend, but someone I had met in Israel on a dig. But after that, like we're together for maybe a month and spoke like intermediately during that time. So just considering him like a very far off acquaintance, he lives in Australia. And then we get like a message from him that's like, basically like, I'm really enjoying your podcast. It's really cool. And he even gave us like a topic that he thought would be interesting. He's not religious, but he thought that hearing about our religion um, would be interesting to hear about our religion. We spoke about it briefly in like our first episode. So I think for me, that's personally what helped to give me kind of confidence to keep talking, um, give me confidence to, what gave me confidence to keep uh, talking about our religion, because I think I was kind of worried about that, um, amongst other things that we eventually had topics about too. Um, that was really cool um, to hear. I Someone just completely unexpected you know, someone you, you've seen once in your life and you never thought about. Um, but then, of course, like we started getting the statistics and it was like, I don't even remember, but like India, Poland, Turkey listeners. And I was like, who are these people? I want to know. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think the learning hashtags better and realizing that that was a really good way of reaching new people was good. Uh, one of the like eye-opening moments for me because it took our our viewership and it also took our outreach from like just 12 people to like 50 people like how how many people we could reach how many people we could talk to and affect change and then also I just think 
in the beginning we were trying so many different things and surprisingly it kind of worked. Like when I think about it now, going back to what Brittany said about interviews with people, like the religious interview that we had, we had an interview about body image, body shame. That was really interesting to me. And just all of our interviews from season one were really, really interesting to me because I got to kind of learn how, you know, shows happen, how memories are made and how we, how we share our stories while creating other stories with other people along the way. Thank you for coming and listening to the Therapy with Millennials finale. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed part one and I hope that you'll come back next week for part two. Take care until next time. And as always, check us out on Instagram and have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Therapy with Millennials. To keep up to date on our episodes, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Come follow us on Instagram at Therapy with Millennials or Twitter at T with Millennial, no S. Have any suggestions for the show or want to get in contact with us? Email us at twithmillennials at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.